Hey, everybody, we're back. We're back. And, um, yeah, we're, uh, you might have already realized we're not really going through this movie scene by scene. I mean, we were kind of attempting to, but there's so much to talk about with this movie that, uh, we're kind of just going to talk about it just in general. Yeah, we're doing a freeform thing. It's been a yeah. little while since like we've actually been able to get together and stuff right. like that. So right. uh, this is a little bit more willy-nilly yeah, for than sure. uh, like our normal conversation, even though our normal conversation is pretty willy-nilly. It, it definitely is, but also like I was saying, like uh, because I feel like there's so much to talk about around this movie... I think it makes total sense that we're kind of not necessarily talking about it beat by beat, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. And uh, there is so much about this movie just like just around everything. Like, Yeah. Yeah. And so I think so what we're going to do for the rest of it is hit the big points that we want to hit and then just talk about whatever. And but we do have a return of a, a very important segment coming up a little bit later Ooh, i'm looking forward to it okay so uh so oh no we talked about the we talked about the uh the glasses scene where he puts on the glasses and then he starts to go on sort of his mini rampage i forgot that that's where we were i think yes. i think that's where we were um yes and uh i and then he kidnaps a woman <laughs> yeah he uh the Rowdy Rowdy Piper does a lot of stuff in this movie, especially with like doing like a Stockholm syndrome like thing with like a woman yeah. and yeah, yeah. like. Well, I gotta tell you, um, having read the short story, uh, there's a scene in the short story that I think so. The part where he kidnaps uh, Holly, I think, is the character's name. Yes. Um, yeah. In the short story, it's way worse uh, because he, the guy, the main character, starts to see all these alien beings, and then he goes to his girlfriend's apartment. You know, in the short story, he doesn't even have the glasses or anything, so he can't even just be like, hey, put on these glasses. Yeah. Uh, he's just freaking out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, he goes to her apartment... It's really horrible because I know I'm saying it with a smile and laughing, but it's it's not funny. But uh, when he sees her, he's like trying to tell her like all this stuff, you know, and yeah. she very understandably is like, hey, you're acting crazy. Uh, you know, what do you what do you expect me to do? Like, you know, and then he slaps her across the face uh, the short story was written in 1965, I think. When uh, hitting your woman across the face was fine. Yeah, just <laughs> just kind of accepted. Yeah, uh, the rule the rule of thumb: just don't hit her with something that's uh, thicker than your thumb, right? <laughs> is that where that saying comes from? Yeah, the rule of thumb. Yeah, the rule Seriously? the rule of thumb is a hundred percent. Are you shitting me right now, or is this true? No, this is one hundred percent true. When uh, in the old days, the 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 phrase "rule of thumb" comes from if you want to beat your wife, 
the thing that you want to uh, take into account is what you hit her with should be no thicker than your thumb. Oh, boy. Yes. It's, oh, boy. It's, it's not great. I it's, didn't uh, know that. It's bad. It's uh, from Fuck. a very earlier... Like it's it, it's a it's a relic. Yeah, I mean, I I just didn't know that at all, and that's really throwing me for a loop because I feel like I used the phrase "rule of thumb" not yeah. every day, but like I you know fairly regularly in life. Jesus, it's 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 a very normal thing to say. <laughs> thing to say, and it. Uh, what it really relates back to is, uh, you know, beating your partner. Good God. Just, well, I'm glad just I like, know that. Just like so many things in American pop culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm really glad I know that. And Andy, thank you for informing me of, informing me of that because uh, now I know never to use that phrase ever again because that is horrible and it's... horrifying and bad. Uh, some people like it. <laughs> well, I bet. <laughs> people that I don't want to be friends with. You know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But yeah. that. But hey, that, those there. those are still some people. But also, if you're one of those people and you're listening. Fuck uh, off. You. Yeah. Fuck off. Turn this off. We don't want you. Yeah. We don't want away. your Patreon blood bunny. Unless, unless, you it's, five bu- unless yeah. it's five bucks a month. <laughs> yeah. If you actually want to pay us, then that's fine. Uh, yeah, well, no, no, it's not fine. Oh man, but I kind of want blood money. We can't even do the bit of saying like, if horrible people want to pay us, then go pay us. I, I, I'm not comfortable doing that bit. Yeah, I'm and not. I know I I'm not. It. I'm not either. But like, you know, I'm so broke at this point. Like, blood money is money, right? Like, it's true. I mean, so I don't. I don't want to poo-poo it necessarily, but like, my morals are like, yeah, definitely. Yeah, those. Sure. Those guys should like fuck off. But if you like, you know, Viacom, if you want to like, oh, if it's something like Viacom or Amazon, if you want to sponsor us, then hey, you know, Hit reach us on out. Yeah, I don't. Like, I guess I it, if someone was sponsoring us, I guess I would totally overlook the. <laughs> if I can't it, say this with a straight face, if I if I was making money, real money, I could potentially lick boot. Just like uh, that one alien liked to lick the toes of the other alien because of the master Ooh, situation. Ooh, I like that. That's delicious. <laughs> Which is also essentially what happens in this movie. That's right. People licking the boots of the alien overlords. So what are we actually talking about right okay. now? Well, so we're we're just going to hit a, a, couple of, a couple of big uh, points. And... We might as well get to it. Look, if you haven't watched the movie, first of all, go watch it. Yeah, fuck off. Go watch it. It's great. It's worth watching. It's really good. And if you're anything like me, it will hit you in a weird way where it doesn't leave your mind and makes you think even more about uh, all the horrible stuff that's going on in the world and makes you even more depressed. Yeah, our uh, our marvelous dystopia that we're living in. Yeah, yeah. Well, we live the, in a nightmare the way reality. the way that nothing works out for like normal people. Yeah, <laughs> we live in a nightmare, and uh, this movie just 
makes a nightmare into a super hyper literal reality. It's bizarrely prescient. And, uh, yeah. you know, like, like the idea even of like a, like a normal human person, like just please yawn closer to the mic. I would love to, uh, <laughs> the, um, <laughs> The idea of people who are just beyond, like, exhausted yeah, of, like, you know, like, capitalist stuff, like, yeah. the, the, it, it, it kind of, it's, it's kind of, like, ringing in this. It, it, you know, it, it is, it very much like, is. Like, if you're, yeah. if you're enthusiastic about, like, uh, parts in this movie, like, you're maybe, like, a bootlicking like fucking go fuck yourself type. Yeah. And you know, yeah, I will say if you no, I won't, whatever. Uh, let's, let's talk about the famous fight scene. Yes. Because in my mind, I had heard about this fight scene and I heard the thing that I always heard was like, Oh, it's like, it's, it's so long. It's like 10 minutes long, you know, and it like yeah. goes on forever and it just doesn't end. So I was like mentally prepared to be like watching a fight scene that got to a point where it was like boring or something, you know, where I was like, I was, I was mentally prepared to be tired of it. Yeah. It was like, like, like it was, it was kind of framed like, uh, like, like a one shot, like fight scene, like daredevil or something. Yeah. 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 Um, but then in watching it, I think I, I I don't remember the exact time, but I think I think that I saw that it is something like five minutes and twenty seconds or something like that. Yeah, it's not that long. I don't know. I didn't I didn't feel like watching it. I I definitely never got to a point where I felt like okay, this is going on too long. Oh, uh, never. I was enjoying it, and the thing that's kind of great about it is that like it does sort of. I I feel like it serves a purpose. Yeah, it's, it's not just two people fighting. I mean, it is just two people fighting, but it also is like, it serves a story purpose. I feel, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's also really good in like a choreography kind of way where like both the characters are like not, uh, superheroes or anything like that. Like they're both just guys. Yeah, who totally. Are like just having a, a back alley, scrum you know yeah yeah just like getting into it yeah. like try time to fight yeah and like, they both hey, seem fucker time they both to seem, fight yeah exactly and they both seem tired yeah and like they get worn out and they beat the fuck out of each other it's really good yeah hell i don't yeah. know i don't know what else to say about it except that it's really good oh but i actually do kind of want to bring up the thing that you said while we were watching it is that you made the interesting point that uh, it sort of seemed to you, and I wasn't thinking this until you said it, but you sort of you made the interesting point that uh, it seems like maybe they're sort of giving Keith David's character as the black guy uh, a little bit more like um, power. Well, not but you said like a little bit more like a, a dirty fighting style. Yeah, uh, like a I, little bit I, more. I, like I, I feel like I feel like uh, it's it was like. I like like a dirty fighting style, like yeah, but I feel like it's like efficacy. 
like if you're like really fighting with somebody. Oh yeah. You know, you like you're not really you're necessarily going to be, gonna be like just like following like rules and yeah. stuff like that, like yeah. blow the belt stuff and yeah, yeah. uh the way the way that the way that uh I mean, let's let's talk about that fight scene. Yeah, I, I, let's let's dive really deep into it. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I really liked the way that it started off, and it was very visceral. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, like it's it's a it's a whole situation where there's there, like you don't you don't. When you're when I was watching it, I didn't feel like it was like, oh yeah, he's obviously like, you know, the the protagonist is gonna like gonna yeah. win or right, something right, right, like right, that. Right. Like it's it it felt visceral. It felt yeah. very John Carpentery. Like where it, does. it was like it like it's 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 an attack. It's an attack, but it also just what you were saying is like it doesn't there there's no clear like good guy and bad guy in this fight scene because they're both on the same side, you know? Yeah. And that was something that they, that they were talking about in the commentary too, uh, was like, you know, uh, there's no, they're friends. They yeah. like each other, you know, they don't, they're not fighting to kill each other. You know, like very often what you see in fight scenes and stuff is like one person's a good guy. One person's the bad guy. Yeah. And, and they're you have both to, trying to you have kill, to kill the bad guy. Exactly. And that's not what this is. This is more like uh, they like each other. They're friends, but also like just the fact that one of them is trying to wake the other person up to reality and the other person doesn't really. It's not that they're being resistant to that. They just like Keith David just doesn't know that that's what's happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because Roddy Roddy Pepper has not taken the time. Yeah, because Roger Roger Pepper has not taken the time to be like, hey, man, there's aliens. Yeah. <laughs> you know, all he says is like, put on these fucking sunglasses, you know? Yeah. Which if someone came at you, even if they were your friend, Andy, if you came at me and were like, put on these sunglasses, well, first of all, I would do it. But I would also be like, hey, is there a mirror around so I can see how I look in these sunglasses? Yeah. But second well, of all, like, I, I would I, just I, yeah. just just put yourself in the position where like you're like somebody with like sunglasses and you're like, you have to put on these sunglasses. Yeah, right. Like who she also does with Holly. Who, it, who in your life would just put on the sunglasses and see what you're talking about? Well, I guess maybe I would. <laughs> but, you know, maybe well, we, I can understand. We have, a, we have a special relationship. Yeah. But, like broadly speaking, it's like if I was just like, oh, you got to see this. Like. People, people that just like think I'm like was being a weirdo, you know? Sure, 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 sure. Although I gotta say, if a if a stranger walked up to me on the street and was like, "Put on these sunglasses," I would do it. I would do it too. Yeah. If it, it, maybe if, we're if, just if, if some guy was just like, "Hey, try on these sunglasses," I'd be like, "Why? Thank you. I would love to see what oh, I look I like would, in these sunglasses." Exactly. I would probably think some guy was trying to like sell me on some scam yeah. or something. Ooh, I am I am I it. handsome? Tell me how handsome exactly. I am. <laughs> Do you have a pocket mirror? Yeah. Ooh, oh my goodness. My eyebrows at, look so nice. I don't I, I don't know if this is the exact same thing, but before I came over here today, I was at uh I went to a bar. I, I went to BD Riley's to have a beer just to kill some time because I was out. Yeah. And I walked up to the bar 
And within two seconds, a guy walked up to me and went, hey, man, are you, you aren't having a beer? And I was like, well, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And what, like, what do you think I'm here for? Exactly. And he was like, well, I'm here from uh, some brewing company. And he was like, uh, oh, sorry, BB is uh, exercising. Oh. She's she's doing weasel stuff. I don't know if we've ever mentioned before uh, the fact that uh, oh my chinchilla. Yeah, yeah. She's she's a she's a harsh hate weasel. She's she's around. Her name is BB, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. I yeah. She's she's fine. She's just oh, very hate. She's she's just so hateful. That has not been my experience, but I but <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Uh, but anyway, this guy came up to me and he was like, and then he was like. Well, we're uh, we just released this new beer, and I can give you a free sample of it if you want one. And I was like, "Yeah, cool, yeah. give me a free sample," you know. Yeah. And then oh, he yeah. was like, he gave me a free sample, and he was like, "Well, you know, if you if you buy a pint of this beer, we'll give you a free glass," you know. And I was like, "Great, sounds awesome. I'll buy a pint of this beer." <laughs> yeah. Know? Fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. I guess my point being like. Also, I bought the pint and I got the free glass. Yeah. But my my point is that like strangers can come up to me and ask me to do nearly anything, and I will say yes. Uh, my experience is if somebody comes up to me and says like, "Hey, I have a free thing for you. All you have to do is like some small thing." Yeah. The answer is always yes. Of course. Like a free thing, and, and, and yeah, unless unless it's like something insane, it's like, well, you have to pretend like you're, uh, you know, you love the Queen of England, right? Like, right. like nah, that's a little that. much, but yeah. it's like, hey, say that you like this kind of beer, and we'll give you a free glass. Like, yeah, fuck yeah, I like exactly. all beer. Exactly. Like, fucking give me that glass. Yeah, Uh, okay. I don't. So. Uh, yeah, that fight scene. I guess I I, I uh, heard that um, Rowdy Roddy Piper and and David Keith. Uh, no, Keith David. Keith David. Keith David. David Keith is a different man. That's true. He's also an actor. Oh boy, I've always too said many, never too tr- many Keiths, too many Davids. I know, and I've always I've always maintained never trust a man with two first names. But oh, now I gotta tell you, after watching some interviews with Keith David, I'm like. That's not true at all. He seems like a wonderful guy. Yeah. So it's, it's a, you'd say it's a rule of thumb. Mm. Oh no, that's canceled. No. Oh, you can't beat Keith David. I wouldn't want to. (laughs) You know who else couldn't beat Keith David? Rowdy Roddy Piper. My man. Now you're talking. Uh, But anyway, I guess they were, they rehearsed this fight scene for like, two weeks in John Carpenter's backyard and John Carpenter had very little to do with it. Apparently when he wrote the script, um, he wrote they fight and then he left five blank pages on the script and he talked to his producer, Larry Franco, who you see in the opening credits. Yeah. Uh, and Larry Franco, I saw an interview with him too. And he was like, he, he was like, I got a call from John Carpenter saying like, you're going to see five blank pages in the script. Basically ignore that. <laughs> yeah. Like, Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, man, I, I wish that I had a career 
where I was like, I I'm know. writing, I'm writing a movie and these guys have to fight. And I just say, like, say like they fight and it's it like, happens for this many pages. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a five minute fight scene. And I just say they fight. Exactly. Exactly. Like, that must be so nice. <laughs> that's, that's like, that's the dream, right? Because yeah. I feel like as a writer, like, and you've written stuff too. I mean, you're a writer too. Like we, we think of that kind of thing or it's like, Oh yeah. I know I want some sort of weird sequence here for 10 minutes, but I also know I don't have the freedom or the respect to just put, they fight and then yeah. leave blank pages afterwards. Yeah, you 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 write in parentheses 10 minute fight sequence. Yeah, exactly. And just let somebody else do it, I guess. <laughs> well, I, I have a hard time like like when I write scenes where it's like I want the actors to improvise whatever is going on. I have a I, I can't bring myself to just write in the script they improvise, you know. <laughs> like Yeah. Yeah. It like, seems like who the fuck am I to think that someone would read that and go like brilliant yeah yeah Yeah. i wrote i wrote a script but i left a bunch of big holes in there that i figured that you could just fill in yeah exactly yeah exactly oh yeah yeah that that tracks yeah (laughs) but i guess he wrote that and they rehearsed the fight for like two weeks and uh keith david said uh he was like i was i i was hitting rowdy rowdy piper for real but he never hit me, you know, like, because like Roddy Rod Piper is such oh, a he's pro. Oh, he's a fucking wrestler, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, he's, and he's, it, probably, he's probably built a brick. Oh, uh, like, well, in the commentary, he sort, of, he sort of gets into that a little bit where he's like, uh, sorry, I had to crack one open. And I was trying Tate, to be professional. come on. I'm trying to be professional. I did a little bit off mic, you know. Well, it's it's nice of you, but. You know, for once in our goddamn lives, I was trying to be a little bit professional. Well, I appreciate that, Tate, and I love you for it, but I want to hear the story. Okay. Well, Rowdy Rowdy Piper was just saying, like, you know, uh, that, uh, you know, he's like, he's like, yeah, I I sort of helped Keith David get through like this, like, fight scene, you know, because he, but the thing that he said that I'd never heard anywhere else was Piper was like, Keith David was a dancer. And he was hitting me, you know. I never heard anywhere else that Keith David was a dancer. Maybe that's true. I don't know. But Piper I kept mean, saying it as if, like, this guy beat me up, you know. Is that, I mean, is that, is that bad? Like, I don't understand. No, I don't think it's bad. I think, I think I just, I, I only brought it up because I was like, I never heard that anywhere else. Yeah. But maybe it's true. Anyways. Um, I, I, I wonder if that's, like, one of those, like, like 80s things where it's like well like i did a movie and i had to get beat up by a dancer yeah yeah you know but i will tell you oh like a dancer like people thought uh, yeah no i I think he was saying it a little bit of a way of like i'm a world champion wrestler in this dance because he uh, rowdy rowdy piper on the commentary does the super interesting thing of like segueing in between himself and the character so often that you can't tell who he's talking about. Yeah. So he's like, he's like, like the scene after the fight scene where he's all bruised and bloody, he's like, look at me, I'm all beaten up, you know? And it's like, do you understand that you're not talking about yourself? You know? Yeah. (laughs) You know, like, yeah. You know, you're talking about a character, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Um, okay. Um, 
that was a fight scene. Is there anything else we need to say about the fight scene? Um, I don't know. And I, yeah, I don't think so. It was like, you know. Cool. I hope anyone found any of that interesting. uh, I'm not that worried about it. Great. (laughs) Me neither. Um, Hey, if you're, if you're listening to this podcast, I thank you. Yeah. And I love you. Yeah. And I also don't care if you like it. We don't care if you like it. We assuming if you are listening to it, you do like it. And also, we I, thank you. I I hope that you would, especially at this point. And we love you. We love and, you in in like a weird way. Yeah, I love I love our listeners in I a way that's that's like like gently sexual. But not Gentle. like in a way that like I'm gonna come at course, you. Yeah, yeah. It's it's always consensual. Yeah. But like whenever I find out that we have like listeners or something like that, I'm always like, oh hey, hey. And then I start, hey, listener. yeah, I, I I start going to the library and I start like getting books that are like you know nice and gentle and stuff like that. Teach you how to be a better lover, that Ooh, kind of thing. You want to be a better. I, I, I want to be a better lover for you, Swamp yeah. Thing. <laughs> I think he is one of our biggest listeners. And I mean biggest, he's large. He's a large man. He is. Swamp Thing. Yeah, Swamp Thing is like 20 feet tall at yeah, this yeah. point. Well, the new 52 Swamp Thing, yeah, for sure. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I'm thinking of the classic Alan Moore Swamp Thing, so. My man. <laughs> We're we're gonna talk about this I'm, off. I'm, we're gonna I'm, talk this talk about this off pod. I'm trying to flex any nerd stuff on you because <laughs> I can't. You, I, you, I, you I, did I, you did a fantastic job, and I great. love it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Wait, quick side note. I shouldn't even probably bring this up, but uh, in in the Swamp Thing comics, who is the character that's uh, uh, Jason? Uh, uh, do you know? Do you know what I'm talking about? Because uh, you're a Swamp Thing fan. That's uh, the uh, Jason something. The Floronic Man. Yes, but wh- do you remember what his last name is? It's 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 it's, uh, Jason it's in something. Okay, he's gonna look at he's gonna look it up, and I swear to God, this is important. Listeners, I you know that I wouldn't lie to you, listeners, because we already said we love you, and we promise that this is worthwhile and important. We love you so much, and the only thing that is uh, important in the world is knowing about Swamp Thing. So, and specifically this character, Jason something, because of how I'm going to relate it to what I'm about to say after that. He's he's the Floronic Man, but I'm of course uh, he I've, is. I've got I've got a I've got a, a a book in front of me, and I'm looking Andy up is his literally flipping through a Swamp Thing graphic novel and that that is not a joke yes this is this is from the new 52 also wow um so see that's some nerd shit i don't even know about i i i'm very much into it it i guess but i don't really anyway uh this is again we know this is why you're tuning in for the episode of they live to hear us talk about jason oh what is his last name i'm still looking it up he's the floronic man i actually i think i have maybe have a quicker way to figure this out but you you can oh are you you're you're gonna bring out a phone i'm gonna bring out a phone how dare you 
I'm going to look it up in a backwards way, but it's the, it's the thing that I'm thinking about. Uh, and that and that'll make sense after we finish this. Se- oh, is this a segment? This is a segment. This is a segment. And it has been a segment, but this is a segment right now and it's called Swamp Thing Jason? Question Swamp Thing Jason? Question mark? Yeah. Uh J Jeez, I I'm I'm looking it up because uh, I'm I'm reading the new 52 and Jason just got oh, his nerd. whole thing, but he's the Floronic man. Uh but in the new 52 it's different, so I I haven't figured it out yet, but I have figured out a quicker way to look it up. Oh, oh Mr. Also, using his phone. But also it might not be uh, yeah, but I'm gonna tell you what I'm looking up afterwards and you're gonna think it's really fucking dumb. Jason Woodrew? Yeah. 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 Jason Woodrew. Yeah, that's that's the Floronic man. So that yeah, and that's from Swamp Thing, right? Yeah. That's that's uh one of the early Swamp Thing things is like Swamp Thing gets turned into Swamp Thing, but Jason Woodrew gets turned into the Floronic Man. Right. It's a it's a whole thing. But I'll tell you, well, first of all, I don't remember why I brought it up, but I will tell you what I was thinking of. I just rewatched for probably the, like the 50th time the movie Batman and Robin. Yeah. Which is a terrible movie. Yes. But very fun to watch. And I don't know when the last time you saw that movie was. Uh, when it was out in theaters in so the mid-90s. Yeah, so a while. <laughs> 97. Uh, okay, you remember, though, that Uma Thurman gets, like, she starts off as, like, a some sort of plant scientist and, and gets turned into poison well, ivy. Well, she gets, yeah, she's poison well, Pamela ivy, yeah. Isley, obviously, we all know that. Yeah. But she gets turned into poison ivy. But the scientist that she's working with, played by John Glover, she calls him in the movie, and this is what made me think of it. She's like, Dr. Woodrow. Yeah. And then right before he kills her, she calls him Jason. And I was like, oh, this is Jason Woodrow. This is from the Swamp Thing comics. Yeah, hell yeah. So Batman and Robert was... uh, Batman and Robert? Batman and Robert. Batman and Robert. (laughs) (laughs) You know... You know the you, you know, know Batman the classic, and Robert the classic story of Batman and Robert. <laughs> <laughs> Batman and Robert was was doing a, a a thing where they were like doing a weird crossover with like they had Jason Woodrow as a character. No, it, it's it's not a weird uh, crossover because Swamp Thing is a DC like Vertigo. No, comic. I know, and so like. There, there are a lot of crossovers with Swamp Thing and Batman. No, I know, but I, I guess I'm just saying it's weird because, like, for that movie specifically to do some sort of weird crossover with that, with anything outside of Batman oh, for characters, sure. is like, why is Jason Woodrow, who I, 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 I guess I wouldn't necessarily call like an obscure character, but he's not like I, I would say he's, he's an obscure. Character. Okay, yeah, well then, yeah, maybe, but like, yeah, for this obscure character to show up in Batman and Robert, you know, like, yeah. I mean, and, and, and why? Robert, Robert just has so many problems. With Robert him. just likes his motorcycles. <laughs> he doesn't even like to ride them. Honestly, he just likes to clean them. He, he likes to see them. He likes to clean them. He likes to think about them, but he yeah. doesn't really ride. Them. He doesn't really ride them. 
Uh, yeah, because that 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 comes down to like, a, you know, Barbara Gordon. So yeah, absolutely. Oh, wait a minute, I was watching that movie too, and uh, Alicia Silverstone's character in that movie mm-hmm. is named Barbara, and she becomes Batgirl. So you think Barbara Gordon? Yeah, of course, obviously. But they go out of their way to make a big deal that she is uh, Alfred's niece. So either Alfred and Commissioner Gordon are related or no, 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 no. Because in that movie, they say that uh, I'm fully talking to myself at this point, And I apologize to you, Andy, and to the listeners. But I'm no, not it's fine. I, I, I can I can fill in some stuff with like you know, Batman canon. Yeah, yeah. Well, and this is not the first time we've talked about Batman, and I guarantee you it won't be the last. Sure. Um, But no, but they say that uh, Barbara is the daughter of Alfred's sister, Margaret. So you would assume that Alfred and his sister would have the same last name, Pennyworth. Yeah. Of course. We all know that. Everyone knows Obviously. That. So... Alicia Silverstone's character is probably Barbara Pennyworth, unless, I mean, maybe her mom married and changed her last name. But, of course, in the comics, Barbara Gordon is the daughter of Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. And becomes Batwoman, beca- right? She becomes Oracle and uh, well, Batwoman first, Batgirl. Right? And then, or Batgirl, and then, Batgirl and then Oracle. And then Oracle, I yeah, guess, yeah. is the way that it but is. But in the movie, she becomes... Batgirl, but they make her Alfred's niece. Listeners, if you have answers to these burning questions, please, please, please send them in to... I I insist that you send them in to... Uh, at Real Donald Trump? At Real Donald Trump on uh, Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. Uh, outside of that... My uh, boss is John Carpenter on Instagram. My boss is John Carpenter on Instagram. And, you know, honestly, like, you know... Barbara Gordon has like a lot of different stuff. And if you want to talk it, honestly, if we want to talk more about Swamp Thing, like I'm Mr. Swamp Thing, like should we do an episode, like a bonus episode about Swamp Thing? Oh, because I would love to. I, I, I could talk about Swamp Thing for like 50 episodes. Swamp Thing we'll, is the shit. Maybe we'll do a little bonus episode about Swamp Thing because I know very little about Swamp Thing. Oh, Swamp Thing is the best. Swamp I, Thing. I read the like original, like collected. I, don't know, I think it was maybe like three or four issues of the Alan Moore run on Swamp Thing, but that was a long time ago. I don't remember much about it. The Saga of Swamp Thing by Alan Moore is one of my favorite things. I'm reading the New Fifty Two, and I am a Swamp Thing fanatic. I okay. I I like I like superheroes. Batman is cool. Batman is like cool. kind of fascist. We talked about that. Point. That's what I yeah, we kind of relates to they live. I mean, like, you know. oh, yeah, for sure. It's yeah, like yeah. it's like a fascist, like pro capitalist like thing. But yeah. uh, Swamp Thing never defaults like, into that. <laughs> yeah, he like Swamp Thing is like fully like a he, different sort of thing. Where is it's he like, sort of outside of like human ideologies? Like, yeah, I would yeah. I would say that. Cool. I'm. I'm saying to anyone who might be listening, Swamp Thing. Okay. Just, just, just 
just just like Swamp Thing. Just Swamp Thing. Just like just, Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing. Swamp hey, Thing Swamp is thing. cool. He has a shitty name. He's he's I got mean, beef with it. It's at least not as bad as Thing Swamp. That's true. You know. Yeah. That's or worse. Like Swamp Turd. Could you imagine that? Oh boy. Pond scum. Oh God. Like. Which is the thing like, I had to deal with when I was a kid. Shitty algae. Ugh. Tadpole. Oh God. Now, now you're getting a little bit too real. Now you like. <laughs> <laughs> Sewer runoff. That's right. Uh, on that note, should we take a break real quick and land this plane, or should we finish it up right now? Yeah, let's uh, let's take a break and we'll uh, land the plane. All right, we'll be right back. All right, bye. Swamp Thing. We're back. <laughs> Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing. We've been talking about Swamp Thing for, what, like 45 minutes or something like yeah, that? Yeah, probably. And we, uh, the thing that we didn't do uh, this, well, no, we did do it. We we troubled the listeners with hearing us talk about Swamp Thing. But the thing that we decided is that, uh, Andy, I mean, you love Swamp Thing so much. I love Swamp Thing. That we definitely decided i think we can we can commit to it that we're gonna do at at least one or two or three bonus episodes about swamp thing i will trouble all of our listeners about swamp thing forever hey i have an idea i i do not care i will talk about swamp thing i have an idea and and maybe we should have talked about this off mic but okay maybe i'll cut it out but probably not uh what if we talk about like the Swamp Thing movie and the Swamp Thing like TV series? Dude, uh the Swamp Thing TV series, I have purchased it. Like I want to I love Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing Would you want to do that? Would you want to talk about like the adaptations of Swamp like the Yeah, like the a thousand percent. Ad- okay, then let's save it for a bonus episode. Bonus episode. Uh, you guys, you guys, uh, better buckle up because we're gonna be talking about Swamp Thing, and I have a lot to say. And guess what? If you want to hear those Swamp Thing episodes, there are you know what Patreon. you gotta do. You gotta subscribe to our Patreon. You've baby. gotta get on that Patreon because we're that. I, I five dollars a month. That's all you gotta do. Give us five fucking bucks. I've got so many things to say about Swamp Thing. I'm reading the new Fifty Two right now. It's uh fantastic. Oh good. It's it's brutal. Really? There, yeah. Okay. The, the my favorite thing about uh the new 52 swamp thing is that they brought back uh Anton Lin-Lin. Arcane. Oh, 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 okay. He's he's a demon man and <laughs> he <laughs> Don't don't spoil too much cuz this is going to be something that people need to pay for. Well, he kills a baby, and it's very good. It's, God, it's okay. very, it's very visceral and brutal, but also like you like it. Let's save the rest of that for our Patreon episodes, right? Patreon, okay. yeah, we're we're gonna get into the new fifty two. We're gonna be this this might turn into a swamp thing. Uh, uh, podcast, podcast, like I, yeah, but which I would be very comfortable with. Well, we. Do. <laughs> 
we do, we do have to at the very least get through all of John Carpenter's uh, theatrical directorial efforts in this main feed. But That's true, but Swamp Thing is better. <laughs> uh, but guess what? If you want to hear all that, Patreon, baby. Patreon, baby. Look up my boss's John Carpenter on Patreon. Five bucks a month. You're gonna be hearing shit about. Swamp Thing. You're going to be hearing stuff about the Elvis TV movie. You're going to be probably hearing some stuff about the thing, the 2013, I think, or 2011, maybe. Thing, I think it was 2013. Prequel, 2013 like, thing prequel. You're yeah. probably going to be hearing some stuff about maybe a Halloween 3 here and there. Hey, That's what you're going to be hearing. And uh, Rob Zombie is doing a new movie uh, pretty can't, soon, too. Can't wait to not see that. Oh, I cannot wait to skip yeah. that. Uh, but <laughs> but maybe something we would do on our Patreon is the Rob Zombie Halloween movie. You know, the, his quote unquote remake. I don't know. I haven't seen it, so I don't well, know. the the new Rob Zombie movie is going to be the Munsters. I heard that, and I was like, "What the fuck?" But apparently, Rob Zombie is a huge Munsters fan. M- Munsters. Yeah, but. How many rapes do you think are going to be in that movie? <laughs> I would guess 2,000% more than are in the original TV series. I I feel like you're probably right. Rob Zombie seems to have a little bit of a preoccupation with things like that. If there's... If, if Grandpa Munster, like the vampire guy, doesn't get his, like, head, like fully like sawed off and stuff. I'm going to be like, why did they give this yeah. movie to Rob Zombie? Yeah. hundred percent. It listen, if I don't see anyone burning through the backs of witches. Yeah. Why am I watching a Rob Zombie movie? Get the fuck out of here. What a, uh, is that the lyric my, from the song? <laughs> my, my best <laughs> One of my one of my friends, uh, my best friend uh, growing up, Nick, he went and saw a Rob Zombie show one time, uh-huh. and he he described it this way. He said it was tits, fire, and robots. It was everything <laughs> you wanted. Fuck, but I that all makes sense to me for Rob Zombie. But I I will admit I'm a little bit thrown by the robots aspect of it. I I wasn't necessarily expecting Rob Zombie to be so tits and fire. Sure. Tits and fire, a thousand percent. Like tits and fire, like fucking give it to hundred percent. Robots. robots. Uh, what are you doing with the robots? I'm a little bit confused by yeah. that, or just surprised, I guess. Yeah, like is it like like a lost in space robot? Like oh, oh, oh. Uh, I was definitely imagining the robot from the Jetsons. <laughs> <laughs> you're talking. You're talking about their uh, the maid robot. Yeah, their maid Rosie. Is yeah. that her name? Rosie. Yeah. 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 So she's like, oh, does not compute. Too many tits. (laughs) (laughs) Too much fire. (laughs) Okay, we have to talk about the ending of of They Live. Yes, let's let's finish this out. We have to because guess what? Our boss, John Carpenter, is kind of a hard ass. I mean, we've been getting away with a lot of slacking around yeah we've been but fucking we've been we've been fucking a lot of fucking off a we've lot been, well, we've, been, we've also been fucking a lot yeah we've been fucking a lot we've been fucking off and uh john carpenter has been emailing us just non-stop like he's not happy. hey keep 
commenting on my movies. Tell yeah. me about how you like my movies, even yeah. if they're like weird and bad. Yeah, and and he, we are sort of on like a, a, I was gonna say thin ice with John Carpenter. Yeah, I think that we are, man. I mean, I think we might get fired. I mean, I know that we took such a long time off. Yeah. He was really cool about that. I mean, he he paid us the entire time. He was really nice in making sure that we had enough money to, uh, you know, make sure that we were continuing to, like, live and stuff like that. But he also had a lot of stipulations about, like, us talking about his movie. Oh, also, his movies. Also, he had us doing carpentry work uh, in the time that we've been off. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, that's just... Like, been, around his that, house. That's, yeah, but, I mean, like, you know, like, we've, hey, we've look, been working on that us. stuff anyways, and, yeah. like, he needs a new staircase, like, you know. Exactly, and, and and he's been paying us, you know. He pays us $2.50 an hour to do this. Yeah, and, and plus, we rely tip, on plus tips. tips. We, we rely on tips, and the <laughs> only person that tips us is John Carpenter. And, and he, he is, often doesn't like to tip us. He is not a generous tipper. So the best tip I've gotten from him was five percent. The best tip I got from him was write your own music for your movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he did tell me one time like, "Hey, don't wipe your ass with a pine cone," and I was like, "Oh boy, that's a really okay. good tip." Well, I guess it's a good tip, but I was also like. I wasn't. I mean, have you ever done it though? No, I was like, I wasn't doing that anyway. So I guess good advice. But who does that? That's true. I I see where you're coming from, but a pine cone does hurt the ass. That's true. But honestly, I wasn't thinking about it until he said it, and him saying "Don't wipe your ass with the pine cone" kind of made me feel like maybe I should try wiping my ass with a pine cone. Oh boy. I mean, if you angle it the right, well, you don't have to get into that, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, you gotta get the you get the poop off your butthole scrape, and stuff it, like it, that. It sort of reminded me of the uh, uh, three seashells from Demolition Man. Yes. Yeah. Like, like they they like it's not clear how it works, but like everyone knows how it works. Yeah. Right. But John Carpenter was saying, "Don't do that." Yeah. He, John Carpenter me, is very specific and like, don't take a shit. Made me wonder if he, he did also say, don't take a shit. That's one of John Carpenter's, uh, like, you know, you, you, know you, you talk, you talk about like golden rules, right? One of the golden like rules is don't take a shit. Yeah. He, he did say just like, just like, uh, Keith David says in this movie, Hey, the golden rule is. He who has the gold makes the rules. Yeah. And also, don't take a shit. Yeah. And he was talking to me uh, one time about sewing up, like, orifices that most people don't think about having to have sewn up. And I did notice that his nostrils were sewn closed one time. It's weird. I don't know. I don't quite know what's going on with John Carpenter. Yeah. I was... was gonna ask you if there was like a human centipede like like not, not, not that i've seen but i mean i wouldn't put it past him i guess you know i mean 
if anyone's going to do a human centipede, it's got to be John right, Carpenter, right? Oh, my God. John Carpenter, give me some of what he's smoking. Hey, I'll have what he's having. Oh, my gosh. And he's pretending to have an orgasm in the middle of Katz's deli. And don't even try to tell me for a second that John Carpenter isn't as hot as 80s Meg Ryan. Because you are wrong. A, a b- between John Carpenter and '80s Meg Ryan, there's one of those whose dick I would suck. Try to guess who. Yeah. <laughs> this is a game that we like to play. It's called. Oh, it's guys, called whose dick would I suck? Right. You guys listening might not know that we are actually held captive by John Carpenter. Like he sort of keeps us in a little space. I mean, it's it's a nice space. And it's it's not so little. It's it's more of like a bomb shelter. Yeah, it's it's underground. Yeah, uh, I I, I would like to I would like to see. The floor. I would like to see like sunlight more often. But well, like realistically speaking, would? like I'm hanging out with Tate. Yeah, I'm hanging out with a bunch of chuds. Like the chuds it's are nice. Here. The chuds are definitely here. Uh, which is we- a little weird because John Carpenter, as far as I know, had nothing to do with the movie Chud. Yeah, that's true. But you know, but they're here. Uh, like you know, and I gotta uh, tell you, Andy, I think I've seen a Gremlin every once in a while. Ooh, I, I, I feel I feel bad that you've seen the Gremlins because I've seen the Ghoulies. Really? Yeah, I've heard tell of the Ghoulies. Mostly from you, we 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 might we might have a situation. Shit! I mean, I hope that the ghoulies and the gremlins don't get together. Ooh, that would what be, might that result in? That that would the be good, a disaster. Like there would it, be it would be there would be there would be so many uh you know Jane Fonda like parodies that yeah we, like we would never see. I can't even imagine. And with the gremlins, there would be so much like technology that goes awry. You know, they would be getting into our toasters and whatnot. And John oh Carpenter is nice enough. I will, to his credit, say that he is nice enough to at least allow us to have like toasters and and well, we have one toaster. Yeah, and, and I we had ap- to earn that, but and, he well, gave it to us. I appreciate our toasters. I'm just saying this is America. And I don't want any ghoulies to be, uh, yeah. you know, plaguing me and stuff. Even though they're like fun and cool, I sure, like sure, them. sure, sure, sure. Yeah, they, and, we're, and we're very careful when we see the gremlins to not get them wet. Or, oh yeah, or to give them. Well, we'd never give them the food, but certainly not after midnight. No, you don't. You don't feed them after midnight, and you. Which, can, by the way, and you can barely pee on them. You can barely pee on them, but you can pee on them a little bit. Yeah, as long as it's before midnight, you know. Yeah, yeah. Which I gotta tell you, I've always been a little bit confused about the past midnight rule because couldn't any time of day be considered past midnight? Yes, absolutely. So. Of course. And that's why I am plagued with ghouls. Uh, is because maybe that, uh, mm- you know, like sometimes you wake up in the morning and there's Sometimes. Yeah, there's a Mogwai, and he's hanging out, and you're like, hey, I need to take a piss. So you take a piss on his head. 
Because we don't have a toilet. Yeah. That is one thing John Carpenter did not give us. There's no toilets. There's a hole in the ground. You have to take a piss on a mogwai's head. And then all of a sudden, eventually, you are completely beset by gremlins. Yeah. And sometimes you have to put put them in the microwave sometimes. Or uh, like you have to wait for them to like dance until they die or something like that. And you have to be like, that. that one's stripe. But that's just the name that we gave him. I mean, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, he he was he was a big star. Let's let's he not a, let's he, not. He, give and him. he was a bit of a showboater. I mean, I don't I don't want to. I mean, obviously, we're recording this from our bunker right now. Obviously. Uh, I don't. Our, I, I don't want to make uh, gremlin uh, proof bunker where we can talk shit. Yes, but I will tell you, it take it uh, for the listener. It, it took us a while to make it gremlin proof. I mean, we had problems with gremlins, dude. They are everywhere. They wear leggings. Yeah. They impersonate with Whitney Houston. I like it's it's a, it's a whole thing. Like trying to keep gremlins out of your underground bunker is a whole thing. I think that that's part of why, if I'm honest, I ne- I've never heard this from you know, the boss man. Yeah, but if I'm honest, I think that's part of why John Carpenter hired us was because he was like, hey, yeah, every everyone knows that gremlins and ghoulies are running around. Yeah. Obviously. Everyone deals with that. Yeah. And, but no and one's he, paying and attention. He, and, and John Carpenter also told us, like, God is obviously dead. God is dead, and you are worthless worms. Yes. You know? uh, but, you know, uh, and again, this is the thing I'm inferring from his behavior. Of course. I think that I think that he I think that he feels a little bit uh, jealous that that not enough people are talking about John Carpenter's movies, his movies, and the way that they're talking about you know the ghoulies and the gremlins. I feel like that's true, and I feel like that's a good way to uh, go out on this podcast. Well, we're not done because we we're yeah we, go haven't, out. we haven't we haven't finished it. No, we we first of all have to talk about the ending of They Live. Yes. And again, that's a work mandated thing. We have to do it. We just it's, have to do it's it. It's union rules. We're, we uh, have a union, I mean, which is just me and Andy. And well, to be fair, John Carpenter is the head of the union. Well, in the strictest sense, we are like, we, we, we do have like union stuff. We're, we're, uh, we are a lot of smoke breaks. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, and coffee breaks and lunch breaks. But to be fair, each one of those breaks, if you look at the fine print of our contracts, which I know both me and you have. Yes. Because very oftentimes there's nothing else to do. We are very litigious. Yeah. Uh, if you look at our contracts, our they are listed. You get a smoke break. You get a coffee break. You get a lunch break. You get a whiskey break. You get a lager break. You you, you get a uh, lager drink. You get a cider drink. Yeah. And then eventually, being mentioned and then eventually, know. it's eventually you're back on Chumbawamba. Exactly. But each one of those breaks is listed as being three seconds long. Yeah, but yeah. I but and you, you can know, take we, them all together you, if you want. You 
Tate, you have to admit that we always wait for the songs that remind us of the good times and the songs that remind us of the better times. I, I, I do have to admit that, and because I have to, I will admit that. Thank you. And I will, uh, and Andy, you, you, yes, have to admit that when we get knocked down, we get back up again. And they're never going to keep us down. Never. Never. That's what I'm talking about. Should we so, talk about the uh, ending of They Live? Yeah, I, I, I feel like I feel like that's a good way to, to end this podcast. <laughs> we have to talk about the ending, and then, as I teased before, we have a very special return of a segment coming up. Ooh, that's, that's, a, that's a good point. Oh, sorry. Andy, man. Come oh, on. come on. I just come I just want to drink. I just want to drink my beers. Andy. Okay, so let's let's wrap this up. Like the what's ending our... of this movie. The ending of They Live, I want to talk about. It. So they they uh go in the assault uh like the it's a TV station, right? It's like a TV broadcast news station yeah. that the aliens are broadcasting from. Which I I, I guess I think uh Roddy Roddy Piper's character gets the idea from the woman that he kidnapped because she works there. Yeah, like please that... talk on mic. <laughs> Do whatever you're doing. But... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that th- this was one of the more baffling uh, parts of everything. Was like it was it was coming to a head, yeah. and there was a lot of like straightforward information and you know, like, yeah, but then, but then you, you, you do find out, I think in this segment that it is aliens. I mean, like, which is like, cause for me watching it for the first time, I didn't know that it was aliens. I guess I, sorry. Sorry, Hey, God damn it. I'm sure y'all heard that on the mic. I love aliens. Anyway, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I get, I get, you find out that it's aliens, and I think you even well, because they like Frank and uh, Nada go down into like this weird portal or whatever. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Something that I want to bring up to you. Uh, so do you remember uh, the scene when they go down into the portal and they're sort of they find this like weird like ballroom of like rich people like you know like talking about stuff you know talking about like eh, yeah like dancing and shit yeah yeah Yeah. like i think some of them are aliens and some of them are like human yeah uh, conspirators is that the right word or or... i feel like i feel like that's right okay like you know um but then the, the the guy that they meet who like gives them the rundown, right? Yeah. He's got like the slicked back gray hair. He's got a goatee. He's dressed in a tuxedo. You remember that guy, right? Yeah, totally. Something that just slipped past my mind. That guy is the same guy from the beginning of the movie in the homeless camp who is watching the TV and being like, all the hacker broke in again. Yeah, hell yeah. Did you notice that? Uh, I did not notice that. I didn't notice that at all, and it blew my mind. Like I only found it in 
uh, when I was looking up like the IMDb of this movie because I saw that he was credited credited as like Drifter. And yeah. I looked him up, but then it was also like pictures of him in the tux and stuff, and I was like, "What the fuck?" I I I don't know. It blew my mind. I didn't catch it at all, and it makes perfect sense, but I just didn't catch it. Yeah. No. Uh there there are uh there's been so many like like sorry there's been so many be. like just different things about like you know like learning about like a Oh boy, I'm. You're having a tough time I'm, talking about this movie, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I'm. I'm completely losing my uh, train of thought. What well, I'm saying. What I'm saying is that like those, those that the those kinds of like narrative threads get like lost. They do over the course of time, yeah. and we're sort of. I mean, especially with me with my swamp thing stuff, like, like it's a it you know like the the narrative threads go like all over the place. You like, just can't remove your mind from the swamp thing. Swamp, swamp thing, thing it, can swamp you? thing is the best. Everyone should be listening thread. to swamp thing. Listening to swamp thing. I mean, reading swamp thing and paying attention. Listening to our bonus episode mini series about Swamp Thing. That's what you should be doing. Oh hell yeah. yeah. That's what I'm talking about. That's Which, that that is what I'm plugging. Of course, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just just the fact that, that that like that guy was the same guy from the camp, I just I didn't catch that at all the first time I watched it. And I don't think I would have caught it the second time around. I just I just read it and I was like, Oh, but that makes sense because what the aliens do is like they they catch people and they're and they're like hey well they even try to do it to to Roddy Roddy Piper at the beginning when the yeah. cop you know he's like hey no one has to get hurt here we could make this work out for all of us yeah you know? let's let's be cool yeah yeah exactly like uh, I guess that's what the aliens do is they they try to make it like uh, appealing to people who i don't know you know they, they they catch people and they're like we can give you the life you always wanted you know yeah they're like a we're, weird smarmy hollywood agent or we're, something we're gonna give you just what you want exactly. don't you want to be rich and famous well you can be oh don't you want to live in a swamp <laughs> <laughs> don't you want to live in a swamp and have no heart oh boy your blood doesn't pump <laughs> oh, what are you, an Anton Arcane? <laughs> How dare you! <laughs> well, this I is, don't know. This is this is the end of the episode. Oh my god, <laughs> Anton Arcane, give me a break! This is the end of the episode. Isn't that Cut the it. Banger's name? Yeah, that that is his name. Okay. But this is, this is the end of the episode. I am furious, Tate. Why? C- cut it off. Anton okay. Arcane, give me a fucking break. No, Andy, we have to talk about the end of the movie. All right, fine. So they break into the, they bust into the, the alien's main transmission station. And uh, what was so, well, one thing that was so kind of weird was that like, yeah, oh, well, okay. We also have to say Holly is, uh, uh, 
again, I, I'm trying to find a better word than conspirator, but a sympathizer? I don't know. Yeah. She's a like, human who is on the side of the alien. She's been suckered in, basically. Yeah, for sure. And she kills Frank, Keith Davis' character, like, so abruptly. Yeah, hell yeah. It really made me sad. I was like, oh, shit. Like, I was like, I, I love that. I don't know. I just thought he would get more of, like, an ending. Mm-hmm. But then uh, Nada goes up, and I think he shoots one bullet into the transmission satellite, and it blows up. Yeah, it it, it fully explodes. It fully explodes, and he gives the finger to the aliens. Yeah, and then you which see, rules? Which it rules. It it is rad. In the uh, I think it was in the commentary or something, or maybe something I read. That Roddy Roddy Piper like regretted, because uh, I because like when he gives the finger, he's like he he's been shot and he's dying basically. Yeah, and he gives the finger in a way that sort of like it looks weak, you know, like kind of. But that was what I liked about it. I was like, his dying, his last choice that he ever makes as a living person is to give the finger to the yeah yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the bird exactly. <laughs> but I guess Rowdy Roddy Piper was like. Oh, it should have been stronger. It should have been like straight up in the air and yeah, and, and, hey! yeah, yeah. And I was like, I don't think so. But <laughs> uh, the satellite blows up, and then you see, you know, I, I was thinking in my head, I was like, oh, he exposes the world to the aliens. But you don't actually see like the world being. You just see they, maybe they no re- L.A. They have no reaction. Like the world is like fully like well, yeah. brainwashed. Well, yeah, but you also see only maybe L.A. You know, you see a guy in a bar, and then you see like uh, two people having sex, and it's a woman on top of a guy. Yeah, and it turns out the guy is one of the aliens, and that's it's very funny, but it was also weird because like. I think we've talked about it before, but, like, you don't see a lot of, like, uh, gratuitous nudity in John Carpenter movies, you know? That's true. And the only other time... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was I was going to say, especially, like, uh, you know, a plot device, like, having sex. Well, and this is so gratuitous because yeah. it is not necessary at all. All. Not even vaguely. The only other time I could think of of even seeing any nudity in a John Carpenter movie was in Halloween, when little boy Michael comes up and kills his older sister. She's brushing her hair topless. Yeah, and that's that's gratuitous. But I mean, if you if you're wanting to be generous, I guess you could say that it's like eh, Michael seeing something, whatever. Yeah, but there's no argument in this movie. That it isn't gratuitous. Yeah. That's true. It is. It seems to just be a thing of to get boobs in. And it's the final thing of the movie. It's funny. Yeah. I guess. And boob, boobs rule. Sure. I don't. Yeah. Boobs <laughs> do rule. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm not arguing against that. But it just it just I don't know. It just struck me as strange. Yeah, for sure. Uh, also, the like one bullet into a satellite dish is like, and then everyone sees Makes what's no going sense. on. Yeah, there's there's a there's a lot of nonsense with. I'm gonna uh, ask you to get a, at least aim that mic right at your mouth, man. Yeah, there's there's a there's a lot of nonsense that happens with, uh, especially with like 80s movies where it's like, 
Oh, yeah, like, totally. Yeah. But there hasn't like, been that much in John Carpenter's movies so far. That's true. But, you know, even even with, like, 80s movies, it's like, oh, uh, yeah, you got to just, like, leave a, leave a little bit of, like, space for it to be, like, weird and, mm-hmm. like... Yeah, he like this guy is just attacking a woman or something. <laughs> well, yeah, because he because he does do that. Yeah, I think I told you it was way worse than the original. Uh, yeah, short story. Um, okay, is there anything else we want to say about the movie before we get into our final segment here? Uh, I don't think so. I think I think that um, or maybe like a quick uh, recap final thoughts okay yeah uh recap and final thoughts uh this is this is one of my favorite movies that i've ever watched that i also hated that is such an you've said that a couple times and that is such an interesting idea to me because i think i know what you mean it's it's just it's it's just of its time yeah like there are things about it that like you know, it's it, it's 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 from the it's from the eighties. Like the like, there's not the really 80s. any like going back from like the writing of that stuff. And right. So like, there are some st- there's some stuff that's like really blatant and straightforward, and yeah. there's some stuff that's like buried. And honestly, like just for me, this is one of my favorite movies that I've ever sort of hated. <laughs> That is such an interesting uh, concept to me, and I. But I also like. I feel like you, you just saying that, has, like, clarified. For me, thoughts that I have about other movies. Like I wouldn't necessarily say this movie. Yeah. But uh, other movies that I've seen, where I've been like. I'm I'm I love this movie and I also hate it, you know. Yeah. That's a, that's a really interesting concept and there, yeah. There there are so many especially I mean, you know, like like all of us uh living in modern society. Like there's yeah. so many movies that like you you've watched and you love them. Right. You know. Right. But then you also see like the problems. This is like one of my favorite movies that I've ever watched that I also sort of hated. Yeah. What, what do you think it is about it that like, and we've probably already said this in in the episode. So tell me if we should just skip this, but what do you think it is about this movie that a, you love and B you hate? I love the fantastical stuff. Yeah. Uh, I hate the way that it's kind of cobbled together because the fantastical stuff in a lot of ways, like when we were watching like the fog and stuff like that, like yeah. it sort of makes sense. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's kind of contrived, like the way that things are going and stuff like that, but it sort of makes sense. And, you know, I, I, I still really like the fog. Oh yeah. And me too. Yeah. But, like, this is, like, I mean, this movie is, like, the fog, like, you know, 10 or 15 years after where it's, like, oh, yeah, like, you have probably absolutely seen this movie. 
Okay. And there's like, yeah, there's, there's probably plot holes and stuff like that, but like you still sort of get it, you know? Yeah. And, and especially with talking about like these kinds of movies, like it's like, yeah, you, you, you can watch, uh, you can watch these old movies and they will like still hit you uh, in a certain way. But yeah. like in some ways it's just like, ah, uh, yeah, it's like it's, it's just antiquated. Okay. Okay. I see that. I mean, yeah. Um, th- there is a lot of stuff in this movie that, but that, that I, I feel like, and maybe this is to what you were saying. There is some stuff that I do feel like uh, gets overlooked when people talk about this movie. Because I, obviously, with all these movies, I'd never seen them before. This yeah. is the whole point of this podcast, is that I'd never seen any of these movies before. Yeah. Um, but i never seen this movie before. But I, I knew a lot about it. Um, but I I've never, ever heard anyone talk about Hey, yeah, it's weird that the that the hero kidnaps a woman and 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 threatens her. Yeah. yeah. And that for her fear of her own bodily safety, she throws him out a fucking window. You know, I never heard anyone talk about that. Yeah. Um so there is definitely stuff like that 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 uh, hasn't aged well and that I don't I, I don't think we necessarily talked about this much on, on this episode but that's okay too uh, but uh, there is that stuff that that shouldn't be ignored for for as great as this movie is and uh, for as much as it has to say about American society that yeah. is absolutely still relevant today it A does have flaws percent. yeah it does have flaws and those shouldn't be ignored either yeah and like some of the flaws, like at least at least in my opinion, like I feel like it softens stuff. I agree a little with bit you. too more too much. Like I agree. Where it's like you know the bad parts of capitalism and stuff. It's like it's like you're you're really like kind of like lobbing softballs. I agree completely, and that might be my biggest complaint about this movie is that like for as hard of a stance as it does take it 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 doesn't go very hard it doesn't go very hard but andy is that just me and you being alive now in 2021 and you know seeing like 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 let's say like if me and you are the people that we are right now yeah and we went into a theater and saw this movie in 1988 would we have thought hey it doesn't go hard enough no, we probably would have. To my I, mind, I, I think we probably would have thought like, "This is so crazy." You know, this real, is hard hitting. Realistically, I like in those times, I would have thought that it was like totally mind blowing, like radical, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, like I, I love that kind of stuff. But like, yeah. you know, if I, if 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 I had just been like, uh, like subjected to this kind of stuff like just you know kind of on like in the wild yeah you know it would have been it would have been well i don't know what it would what it would have been 
Are you talking about like if you saw this when you were a kid in a theater? Like, yeah, like you know, like like thinking about like sitting through like a full like Jurassic Park movie or something like that. Like, sure, you know, like what would it what would have what would have actually done to you? Well, can I don't know if I've ever told you before. Jurassic Park was the first movie that I ever saw in the theater. Really? I was one year old. I oh wow! Do not remember it. <laughs> I but, saw yeah. I saw Jurassic Park eight times in theaters. Oh my god! Are you serious? Yeah, dude. I, Andy, I was I was a child, and everybody wait. wanted to see Jurassic Park. Where were you like eight years old when that movie came out? Yeah, yeah. That's amazing, dude. That's I, amazing I it, to me. I saw it over and over, and uh, especially at the beginning, I was scared shitless of Jurassic it. Jurassic Park is a fucking scary movie. Yeah. I, and it's one of my favorite movies now. I, I Honestly, it's it's in the top five. Oh, it's fantastic. It's a great Park movie. An incredible movie. Like, one of the best movies. And it's scary. And that's the thing people forget about Jurassic Park, I think. Like... People don't talk about how scary Jurassic Park is, but it's Dude, terrifying. The, 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 the fucking uh, T Rex like coming down on like the, on the kids, the, in yeah, the, on the yeah, kids yeah. like in the uh, in the uh, car and the stuff. Jeep. Yeah, and, yeah. Like Mister, hold on to your butts and like watching like well, fucking Samuel Newman Jackson, yeah. like get killed and stuff like yeah, yeah. that's a whole thing. Dude, that movie, that movie holds a special place in my heart because it was the first movie that I ever saw in the theater. Yeah. And again, like I said, I was one and I do not remember it at all because obviously one year olds don't have long term memories. For sure. Uh but watching it as an adult now, like I know that it is like excellent and it one rules. of the best movies ever made. I mean, it is mind blowing how good that movie is. Okay. Anyway, okay. Uh to finish up talking about they live. Uh we will give it a rating. I think we should save that for the last thing that we do. Okay. But uh, before we do that, I uh, want to bring back a segment that we did for a while that we Let's haven't do done it. for the last few episodes. Cool. And Andy. Yeah. This is a segment. This I, I am chomping at the bit for the segment. It's called... The Carpenterverse. Ooh, the Carpenterverse. My man. I love the Carpenterverse. It is revised and expanded. So, so here we go. So how are we oh, going to do this? I'm going to talk at you. Okay. For these cards. I accept. Okay. <laughs> well, maybe maybe we should say, because it's been a little while since we've done this. So the Carpenterverse uh, is the thing that we are, me and Andy are both, uh, jointly keeping track of and uh is a thing that we you know uh we have decided well not even decided we've discovered that every john carpenter movie is unequivocally taking place within the same fictional universe yes and uh a lot of times within very specific time frames Within very specific time frames. And we have also discovered that it overlaps with some other movie universes. Yeah. So certain things that, y you know, y y you didn't think might ever be included in the Carpenterverse. Hey, are. you know, you, you get you get that uh, uh, just 
you get that little bit of uh something from somebody else like in the carpenter verse and it's like yeah it it opens up it tells it you it opens up everything for it it opens up you. everything and it opens up other movie universes too so what i'm going to do now i am keeping a running list of the timeline of the carpenter unit the the carpenter verse excuse me okay uh i'm keeping a running list and i'm just going to read through it cool let's do it okay Approximately 100,000 years ago, mm. an alien... Oh, and also... Sorry. <laughs> interrupting myself here. Andy, I I want you to chime in and comment on anything that you hear. Of course. Obviously. I think you would anyway. Yes, But definitely. I want to give you that space and that permission to do it. A, th- a thousand percent. Okay. I just want I, you to know I, I'm, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. I know I, you would no matter what. <laughs> I, I appreciate I appreciate that you're saying that because I was gonna do it anyway. Yeah, and I, and, <laughs> and I appreciate that about you so much. But I just want you to know, I'm telling you, do it, my man. Okay, I'm gonna start over. Approximately 100,000 years ago, an alien spacecraft crashes in Antarctica. The alien pilot is frozen in the, the ice. The thing. All right. 1880. Antonio Bay, California. The Dame Judy Dench sinks off Antonio Bay. Malone and five conspirators murder Blake and the rest of the crew. Yeah. Yeah. 1963, Haddonfield, Illinois. Six-year-old Michael Myers kills older sister Judith and is sent to Smith's Grove uh, Sanitarium. Excuse me. Where he meets Doctor Loomis. One of the 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 old days where like you get uh, sent to a sanitarium. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Nineteen seventy six, Anderson, California, a ghetto of Los Angeles. That's right. Precinct thirteen and a half is assaulted. Oh. Didn't, didn't write much down for that one. <laughs> <laughs> 1978, Haddonfield, Illinois. 21-year-old Michael Myers returns to Haddonfield, kills Annie Brackett, Linda Vanderkick, and Bob, is stabbed by Laurie Strode and shot by Dr. Loomis, but escapes. Nice. 1980, Antonio Bay, California. Laurie Strode, now using the name Elizabeth, Hitchhikes to Antonio Bay. The ghosts of Captain Blake and his crew return to kill six townspeople. Father Malone returns Blake's gold and still gets killed. That's that's, uh, what what you get for being religious. I know. (laughs) Fuck religion, I think that's what we're saying on this show. Fuck Jesus. 1982. Antarctica. An American research crew is torn apart by the thing after it is discovered and unfrozen by a Norwegian research crew. The Americans successfully destroy the thing, or do they? Or do they? I I feel like you are not... I feel like you're brushing over the multitude of all of these guys. I have not in included the multitude in my... Uh, uh, my... Because... because you know, 
Kurt Russell in the in the thing, he's got a massive mullet. Like he's got Mr. a beautiful mullet. mullet and a beautiful beard. Oh, he's beautiful. Listen, Andy, if you want me to include mulletude and bearditude, we're gonna be here all day. Yeah, I know. I'm just I'm just I just wanna interject to whoever the hell is listening to this. <laughs> and mostly probably me and you. Yeah. Yeah, or your mom. <laughs> True, although, like I said, I did ask her to stop listening at a certain point. Yes, well, I, I feel like that's f- more from, like, my pornographic, like, upsetting segments. Yeah, yeah, do you mean uh, <laughs> John Carpenter's uh, <laughs> uh, uh, weird pornographic segments that he wrote that were cut from the film? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll continue. 1984, New York, New York. Ooh. Ray Stance, Peter Vinkman, Egon Spengler, and Winston Zeddemore formed the Ghostbusters and saved the world by defeating the evil entity Zool slash Gozer. <laughs> that is part of the Carpenterverse. Make no mistake, that is part of the Carpenterverse. I love that. We did not talk about why in this episode but don't worry about it it is it is not important why it just is 1985 astoria oregon former antonio bay radio host stevie wayne now resides in astoria with her son andy andy known to his friends as chunk helps save their neighborhood from foreclosure by recovering the long-lost treasure of the infamous pirate One-Eyed Willie. Oh, man. The Chunkiverse. The Chunkiverse. 1986, San Francisco, California. Wang Chi, Egg Shin, and Gracie Law fight and defeat evil sorcerer David Lopan, preventing him from becoming immortal, I think? Yeah, that's. I, I feel like that's the gist of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, Jack Burton is there. Yes. Yeah. 1987, Los Angeles, California. An unnamed priest enlists the help of quantum physics professor Howard Birock and his students to prevent the rise of the anti-god from some green goo in a church basement. They succeed. Or do they? Highly questionable. Highly questionable. 1988, Los Angeles, California. John Nada discovers the world is secretly controlled by evil aliens, definitely the same ones from The Thing and Starman. Obviously. Along with friend Frank, he destroys their transmission satellite and exposes them to the rest of the world. Do you know what else happens in 1988? Um, There's a very significant thing that happens in the Carpenterverse in 1988, which I did not realize until I was doing this revised version of the Carpenterverse. By the way, we're still in the Carpenterverse segment. Sure, yeah. obviously. Uh, 1988 would have been the last year that uh, uh, Reagan. Ronald Reagan was yeah. the president. Right. He would have done all that stuff, and then 1989 would have been George H.W. H.W., yeah. That's not what I was talking about. Oh, 1988 in the Carpenterverse? 1988? 
the crime rate in the United States rises by 400%. Fucking 400%. Same year as they live. They, it's just the damnedest thing. I don't know which came first. I don't know if it was the aliens that came first or if it was the crime rate that came first. But 1988, the crime rate in the United States rises by 400%, man. Hey, you know what? This is all connected. I'm I'm I I just gotta say, the crime rate in the United States. United States doesn't do anything wrong. There's no crime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're pretty much all good here. Yeah, we're fine. Yeah, let's uh, you know, it, everything. Uh, I feel like with that, everything should be fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we're all good. Yeah, yeah, we're 1989, good. New York, New York. The Ghostbusters, now out of business and down on their luck, re-teamed to stop Vigo the Carpathian from escaping his painting prison and presumably doing evil stuff? That's true. Well, Vigo the Carpathian was like a whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, and they had like that the pink one slime time. and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I... Forgive me, I did leave out the pink slime. I had to make... I have to make things fit onto an index card. I had to make a choice. That's That's fine. You guys, for people who are listening, Tate is really shitting the bed here, and Literally. that's totally fine. I'm sitting in the bed, and I am shitting. Yeah, and it's my bed, and I'm bummed out on it, but at the same time, I love Tate. Tate, you can shit my bed if you really, really need to. But I don't I'm saying feel like I Vigo, really... Vigo the Carpathian... Yeah, I don't feel like I really, really needed to, but I did it. I still accept. Thank you. <laughs> uh, sometime before 1997, Dr. Otto Octavius makes a, a major breakthrough in his research on nuclear fusion, discovering that tritium is the key to success. Oh, Dr. Octopus. 1997, the president of the United States... Uh, intends to reveal Dr. Otto Octavius's tritium-based nuclear fusion discovery as a peace offering at the critical Hartford Summit in the hopes of bringing the raging world war to an end. His overtures are brutally rejected when Ooh. he is kidnapped. His overtures? Yeah, you might recognize that as a little bit of a callback to Dark Star or something. You know, I like it. Anyway. Also 1997, Snake Plissken and friends rescue the president of the United States, destroying his secret tape message and possibly dooming the world to a never-ending war. Yeah. 1999. Ooh. The Brotherhood of Sleep sends a tachyon transmission back in time to the students of Professor Birok, warning about the impending potential apocalypse. Nice. Yeah. You remember that one. Yeah. Yeah, of course. You, Everyone you remembers that one. You are doing a killer job of keeping track of this, Thanks. by the way. Um, I'm still going, also. I know, and I, <laughs> and that's why I'm complimenting you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> you are totally doing it. I'm getting a little sweaty because I'm like, when is this done? Uh, you have a very thick stack of cards. So I do. I promise. I want to let you do your thing, but like I definitely recognize what you're doing. I promise to everyone I'm nearing the end. 
Sometime between the years of 1997 and 2002, the island of Manhattan is reinstated as a residential city, no longer in use as a maximum security prison. Ooh. Also, by the way, are you... Is this all making sense to you? Are you giving like is this like flowing? Yeah. Okay. I, I I feel like it. I feel like it works. Good. Good because even if it didn't, I wouldn't care. I wouldn't do anything different. <laughs> no, I like even if it didn't work, I'm not worried about it. But I know I I do feel like it works. Good. I'm glad. 2002, Queens high schooler Peter Parker is bitten by a genetically engineered spider and gains superpowers. <laughs> Uh, he bows and defeats Green Goblin, uh, Norman Osborn. Actually, I think this one maybe should have been taken out. <laughs> I, this I, one doesn't fit, actually. I, no, I, I like the specificity where it's like, oh, like some stuff happens. And then in 2002, Spider-Man <laughs> gets accosted you know by, by, uh, you know. Oh, no, wait. Actually, that one, uh, sorry. That one does fit. Okay, sorry, my bad. That one does fit. That's fine. Into the Carpenter verse. No, you're killing it. Uh, but what I, I think I left. Uh, let me redo that one. Sure. Queens high schooler Peter Parker is bitten by a genetically engineered spider and gains superpowers. He bows and defeats Green Goblin, Norman Osborn, father of Peter's best friend, Harry Osborn. Harry Osborn. Two thousand four. Yeah. Dr. Octavius is driven mad when one of his fusion experiments uh, goes awry. Now going by the moniker Dr. Octopus, or Doc Ock, he wreaks havoc on New York, threatening to destroy the city uh, with his ongoing tritium-based experiments. Peter Parker, a.k.a. Spider-Man, is forced to defeat him in battle to save the city. I'm getting tired. Uh, Alfred Molina! <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> 2007. Peter Parker encounters and is taken over by a sinister alien creature known as the symbiote. Eventually breaking free of the alien's influence, Peter fights and defeats Sandman, Venom, and former best friend Harry Osborn, a.k.a. Hobgoblin. Something that we haven't talked about that I think that we probably have to is the fact that the symbiote uh, from the Raimi Spider-Man movies is also the same uh, alien species as the Thing and Starman and uh, yes, uh, there there's a lot of crossover. We're gonna have to deal with this, and I insist that we do. Yes. and we will. We we will, but definitely not right now. Final one. Mid twenty second century. The crew of the Dark Star bumble through their job of destroying unstable planets. They are all killed hilariously. By a beach ball. And that <laughs> is the Carpenterverse. And we have gotten ourselves fully. How long did that take? Was that like 20 minutes or is that my just in my mind? I I it, it took a little while. Great, I'm fine because guess what? That segment is only going only going to get longer as these movies go on. Hey, that's that's just the way that it goes, baby. That's the way that it is. And, and especially as we like get it, into Swamp Thing stuff, like 
if you want to get into Swamp Thing stuff, like well, we it's will gonna be get, bonus episodes, right? Oh, we will we will crush Swamp Thing. Yeah. Okay. We gotta we gotta fucking finish this because we were earlier tonight saying let's keep this uh, manageable, yeah, but it, we're we're verging on three hours now. Okay. We would keep it uh, kind of short, and it is almost three in the morning. Jesus Christ! I didn't even realize. I'm so sorry. It's, no, it's fine. Um, it's just it's just just the way that things these things go. Okay, <laughs> let's finish it. Uh, on a scale of one hammer to five hammers, would you recommend people watch this? One being no, five being yes. Uh, I would say yes. I like this. I like one hammer uh, to five hammers, Andy. Five hammers. Yeah, me too. I I'm, I'm a I, fiver. I I really liked I really liked just like what's going on here. And I mean, we're just up really late. I I, I just like what I, I just like what's going on. Yeah, yeah. I uh same. And especially if you have never seen it, uh, but if you know a little bit about it like me, um I'm a, I'm a five hammers fan. I mean, I like give it a watch because it might it might surprise you. Oh, go go after it! Like uh, these these kinds of uh, these kinds of things where like you know you uh, you feel like you're gonna get surprised by like especially especially with um, Swamp Thing stuff like <laughs> like getting into like Anton Arcane and stuff like that. Like, yeah. yeah, which you is gotta, you gotta you gotta, yeah. you, you, you like let it and let I'll, it simmer for a second, but Anton Arcane is a fucking monster. And I'll tell you, if you watch this movie and don't get a wild hair up your ass to read every Swamp Thing comic, I don't know what's wrong with you. You are fucking up. You're and probably you from. Are, you're wrong. You're probably from either Kansas City, Kansas, or Fresno, California. I mean, honestly. Like those two places are the same to me because they are toilets. They're so, both turlets. They're 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 a couple of turlets. All right, uh, Tate, Can we shut this thing off. Yeah, let's let's uh let's let's shut this down. Uh, right. we've 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 slagged Fresno. We've slagged uh Kansas City, Kansas. City, Kansas. I think we've, we've talked about Swamp slagged thing. Rowdy Roddy Piper quite a bit. Oh, I love. Rowdy Roddy Piper is my favorite actor that I've ever seen who sucked in a movie. So, you know, if if you guys like that, like, it's fine. Like, it's yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah. It's, okay. it's, it's a good movie. It's a good movie, and you should watch it. Okay, let's say goodbye and good night. And uh, thanks for listening. If you made it this far, I don't know how, but if you I, did, thank you. Yeah, I, I can't imagine that anybody's listened this far. <laughs> and uh, do you know what movie is coming up next time, Andy? Oh, it's got to be. I just happened to see it today. It is one that I feel like nobody would guess unless, unless you're really familiar with John Carpenter movies. Yeah, what, what what's our next movie? Memoirs of an Invisible Man. Oh, <laughs> with my Chevy man. Chase. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Starring I'm excited Kevin, about that. Starring Kevin Bacon. <laughs> what? Oh, no, that's... Okay. You're doing a bit he's, on me. You're doing the, a bit on me. He's the invisible man. You're doing you a bit on me, sometimes. Andy. You're doing a bit on me, Andy, and I don't appreciate it. How... Andy, don't do bits on me. Okay, fine. 
Thank I am sorry. Not a, I'm sorry. I'm not a bit friendly man. I know. I like we don't we don't like bits. I'm we sorry. We don't do bits. I I'm sorry. How dare I, you? I'm 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 being cut down at the legs because I You're you're being cut down the legs and you're about to be cut off at the balls right after this episode ends because guess what? I'm eyeing that kitchen instead of counting that down. Yeah. I'm so mad. Well I'm the maddest I've ever been. Well the the And the, you can hear uh, it in my joke, voice. The joke is on you because my balls are very small. I'm gonna have to search to find them. <laughs> We're we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a whole Scooby Doo situation here. <laughs> Sorry, you won't get to hear it, listener. That's right. Okay, but on Bye. the plus side, oh, wait. <laughs> we've we've listened to uh, us talk about a movie. I guess. Yeah, we did it for about three hours. The way that we do. The way that we so, usually do. Yeah. So uh, for uh, my boss is John Carpenter. My name is Andy. I'm Tate, and thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Love you guys. Bye-bye.